What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another edition of the Turnpike Titans podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Jared and Vin. Um, we got a lot to dive into today. This is a much more interesting show than I had expected it to be when I woke up this morning. Um, but before we dive into the biggest news of the last five years of this football team, um, we'll get into the debacle that we witnessed on Sunday. Uh, a lot of us saw it coming. A lot of us on this podcast saw it coming. Um, and a lot of nightmares became reality. But as always, I'll turn it over to two of you. Uh, Jarrett, why don't you kick us off on uh, what your instant reactions were to the uh, blowout loss in Philadelphia? Instant reaction is, uh, you know, there was no surprise. I mean, I, I predicted it was somewhat to be a 28 to 17, you know, win by them, but uh didn't turn out to be that well. Um, the offense continues to struggle, and we all know that. I still don't understand how the OC has a job versus the GM getting fired, but we're going to get into that one. Yeah. Um, I thought the defense would come to play a little bit more. Um, clearly, um, it misses not, – not it, but Jeff Simmons misses uh, Autry with his injury, and I still don't think uh, Jeff Simmons is healthy um, fully because uh, we, we've gotten three sacks in the last three games, I believe. And I just really thought the defense was uh, going to hold it together and hold them to at least maybe 24 points to keep us in the game. But with the offensive uh, struggles continuing um, – it's very hard to, to see this team go forward and to win games, um, even to score points in this, in this matter, because if, if um, Burks didn't catch that ball and I think it was nerves because he totally went limb. If he oh, didn't yeah. call out that ball, where are we getting points from? Nowhere. It was, it was three points. Mm-hmm. So again, we still can't move the ball. You know, I mean, Tannehill was, you know, a little efficient, but these receivers can't get separation. There's no clear threat again. And that was one of the reasons uh, that broke the camel's back for John Robinson after seeing uh, AJ Brown go for eight and one twenty and two touchdowns because there is no clear Three actually just one guy called. Yeah, back. there's no clear cut uh, threat on this offense besides Derrick Henry, and, and it's actually showed. So Vin, how was it sitting up in section uh, two eleven in Philadelphia? It was, it was beautiful seats about the thirty five yard line. I like being high up when I go to a football game. You see everything develop. Uh, great seats, good time with my uh, girlfriend's father, her two brothers. Um, not as hostile as it would have been if it was um, obviously a Cowboys or Giants game or even an NFC team. The Titans are there once every eight years. They only play each other once every four years. Uh, not not as hostile um, as I thought it might be. I'd been every time I've been to every Titans game in Philly um, since. About 20 years ago, I was there when McNabb tore his ACL. I went eight years later when Zach Mettenberger was our quarterback and Josh Huff returned the opening kick, and they destroyed us. And this was my third time uh, seeing the Titans. Wait a sec. Time out. I got to cut you off for a second, Vin, because I got to process what you just said. So you went to the game in Philly that that – McNabb tore his ACL out. Oh, McNabb. I thought you said McNair. No, okay. I was gonna say, if you went to McNair's ACL game, a blowout, and you still went to this fucking one, (laughs) you're gonna have some big problems. But anyway, I apologize for cutting you off. No, no, that's all right. Yeah, McNabb uh, was uh, rolling out of the pocket and was going out of bounds, and our boy Vandenbosch gave him a little tap. The red eyed monster. Yeah, I remember vividly. Um, And uh, we won that game. Eight years later, we got destroyed. Uh, Eight years later, we got destroyed again. Um, So the game, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of booze, a lot of ball breaking. So it's always a good time. But uh, you could just sense um, the first drive 
I mean, they um, they went right down the field on us, um, scored rather easily, and you kind of felt right then and there it was going to be a, a long day. Um, you know, I agree with Jared. I thought we'd get a little more out of the defense. But the same excuse I kind of gave the offense last year with no continuity is kind of not the excuse I'm giving them now, but you're just rolling players in and out of the lineup. Fulton's been in and out. Molden just got back. Simmons is hurt. Dupree's in and out. Autry's out. Um, so you're just having guys who haven't played with each other who are are starting to feel the effects of having to carry the team for the whole season. They're starting to, you know, the saying is bend, don't break. Unfortunately, I think we're starting to break, and uh, it's at the wrong time because our offense is as stagnant as could be. Tanhill only used his feet because he fucking had to. He made a nice couple – Plays where he picked up first downs, but it's because he was running for his life. Um, it's funny because aside from Titans fans, not really people know who fucking Dennis Daly is or Staley or whatever his name is. So a few plays, I just watched him, not the whole play. I just wanted to see how he was doing. And he legitimately got turned around on one play and was facing uh, Corey Brewer. So it is, uh, it's sad to see. Um you know, it's unfortunate, you know, Henry, I, I'm not really putting any of this on him. You know, I'm, I'm really not, you know, we just, we, we seem deflated and, you know, he's amazing, but he's also human. Uh, so, and a lot, and sorry to cut you off, but a lot of Titan fans, stupid Titan fans are blaming Derrick Henry no, he's, when he's getting, not. when he's getting hit on his second fucking step in the back. I don't care how fucking big or fast you are. These fucking defensive linemen and linebackers are just as big, if not bigger, and they're hitting him first, and they're pushing him back. And the guy's got fucking how many couple a uh, couple hundred over two hundred carries at this point in the season, probably close to 250, 260. I don't know the exact number. If one of these, one that'll look it up real quick. But I mean, the guy's feeling the effects of it. So, and we're not helping him out in any which way. And the one bright spot on the receiving core, um, our rookie, who thankfully. Seems like he's going to be a player. Got knocked out uh, after he scored a touchdown. So, you know, I stayed most of the game just because I don't see them. I only see them maybe once a year, every other 258. year. Um, 258 he's at this year. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy's starting to fucking feel it. So, I don't want to hear any fucking Henry slander ever from oh. us three, especially, but oh. people in general who are just not, not, not appreciative. I know Sal... We'll give it to anyone at any time, which is why we love him. But it's hard to blame this fucking guy. You're just nitpicking in my opinion if you go after Henry at this point. Um, but with that being said, we'll uh, let you tear into everyone, Sal. You've been waiting on, uh, you know, this no. moment. So no, I've had plenty of moments already on Twitter today, and I'm not going to go too crazy. I will say this: uh, Derrick Henry doesn't look like he's running as motivated. That's how I'll put it as lightly as that. He's not um, running as not as motivated, but it, it, the stats don't lie. He is the most hit running back before he hits the line of scrimmage. No, I understand that. And you he's know? still second in the league in rushing. Exactly. I, I understand that. But but from what I've seen um, from games like uh, both Colt games, um, the Raider game, it was night and day to me to, compared to what I'm seeing this past Sunday. Now, I know the blocking is not good. I'm not going to defend – uh, the blockers at all. They're atrocious. They're, they're they're as bad as it can be. But I do see a difference in his burst off the line of scrimmage. Now, whether he's getting met by a defender or not, I don't see the same cuts he's making. Uh, and I just, I don't see him lowering his shoulder as much. Um, but I'm not putting 
hardly any blame on him because when you have guys like Dylan Ray Dunes, Aaron Brewer, and Dennis Daly in front of you, um, you need to become unhuman in order to produce. And we can't expect that of him day in, day out, week in and week out. So I'm not putting any blame on Derrick Henry. I'm just pointing out that in my opinion, it doesn't seem like he's running as motivated as I've seen him before Kansas City. So, you know, whatever the case may be, it shouldn't have to be that way. He should be able to run unmotivated and still get 100 yards a game because of how talented he is, but we have no blockers. So, moving on from that, um, listen, this, this, the play calling is, is I don't know how many fucking times I got to say it. I mean, you watch this play calling, it's a third and seven, and we're throwing slant routes to the sideline for three, four yards. Yep. Okay. It's to say embarrassing. It's just how many fucking weeks do we have to say the same thing? Now, something happened today that we're going to touch on to step in the right direction. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But third and 14 and you're down 11 points and you're going to call a fucking draw play and punt it when you're on your own 15. I mean, it's just like, I don't know how many times I got to say it. Um, I'm embarrassed to continue this topic every single week, but I, I have to. And, and and I feel like in my mind, I spoke some things into existence on Twitter and on here, whatever the case may be. So this is just going to be another thing. I try to hammer home until something happens. And this is just a perfect example uh, uh, of a reason to uh, this atrocity by Todd Downing. Once again, um, defense is regressing. I mean, no one can dispute that corners don't look good. McCreary's not looking good. Fulton's not looking good. Now, I think he's hurt. He might have been hurt before the game. I don't know. I don't care. Defense looks like shit. Look like, looks like absolute shit. No, yeah. No, just no pressure at all. Um, guys like Edwards that I thought were going to be huge for us coming in when necessary. He doesn't look as good. Simmons isn't getting any penetration. Um, Weaver is a fucking shell of himself from the first couple weeks of the season, three or four weeks. It's bad. It's bad all around. The sky is falling. I think this is partially why the news that came came today, because it looks like the sky is falling on this football team. So um, we're going to get into that and the positivity that comes with that news. Um, But, you know, Beyond that, it's just disgusting the way this team is imploding in on itself. And you could tell that Mike Vrabel, he doesn't know what to say. Like, there's nothing for him to say. He can only get so much out of these players before talent catches up to us. And, you know, injuries in town are catching up to us, especially on offense. Um, and that's the bottom line. So, um, as we always do, we'll go into the quarterback play by Ryan Tannehill. Um I think it's a pretty cut and dry kind of kind of grading, maybe give or take one or two left or right. But uh, Vin, let's start us off with you. What would you rate grade Ryan Tannehill's performance? You were sitting right there looking at him. Uh, you know, I'm going to give the guy. I'm, I'm consistent with him. Uh, he gave me. A, I'm going to give him a B. He gave me a solid performance. Used his legs when he had to pick up some first downs. I mean, the guy's got absolutely no fucking time to throw. And um, the same reason why it's hard to be mad at Henry. You know, it's almost just as hard to be mad at Tannehill because when you're receiving quarters made up of, um, you know, goodwill, you know, and uh, <laughs> make a wish, make a wish, you know, uh, fucking players. It's, uh, you know, Westbrook Akinia and fucking Robert Woods. And it's just it's laughable. You know, Cody Hollister, who, uh, you know, 
I hope he gets rest. We actually might need him down the stretch. But um, yeah, I know it's it's fucking sad, you know. So I'm gonna give him a B. Listen, he's his his supporting cast is a joke. You know, his line is a joke. Um, you know, he got fucking slammed in the third quarter. Yep. And I said, they got to take this kid out, you know, because we better hope we clinch a division a week or two before the season ends. So we can literally let everyone and the fucking mother rest for a week or so, because I think we should do it now. Have, have alluded to it before. Simmons is banged up. Fulton's banged up. You know, we need to be able our only shot to make maybe a run is to be at full health. And, um, you know, win a couple games by the playoffs. Because other than that, we're going to get fucking thrashed by Miami. We're going to get thrashed by Cincinnati if we have to play them. The Jets. You know, the Jets. I, I gave us a better, just because their lack of experience in the playoffs right now. We have Mike Vrabel, and they got fucking Robert Sala, So Yeah, and that whole team is fucking feeding off of him. Feeding yeah, off no, of him. Listen, I, they're forming an identity similar to what we have formed over the last four or five years, run game and a solid defense. I give us a better chance against them than I do either Miami or Cincinnati yeah. or yeah. even fucking LA. If they, they get in there, you know, they got a fucking potent offense. They can move the ball up and down the field. So well, we're going to see I don't that get ahead of myself, but our only chance to make a run is what I'm getting at is to be healthy and to have won a few games to, you know, pick up some fucking juice along the way because, like you said, it looks like the sky is falling. I think, honestly, we played so above our heads for that stretch where we won five or six in a row um, because we have Mike Vrabel and Derrick Henry. We played above our heads for a little bit, and now we've come back down to earth, and we're feeling it every which way to the point where, you know, we let go of our GM today. So, anyways, I went on a tangent. But Tannehill gets a B for me. We're going to need him. And, um, you know, until things change personnel-wise, it's hard to think we'll be able to perform any better. Um, so, Jared, what do you give uh, Mr. Tannehill? Before, boy? I, before I get into Tannehill, just so you just went on a tangent with the playoffs and all these other stuff. And if we get Playoffs. Healthy, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. I, I just want to say and put this on record that, you know, I am a crazy fan just like you guys. And you'll never hear this again from me, but I really think this is the fakest seven and five team in the league, and we're, we're the only. You don't reason, have to think. The only reason why yeah, we're, we're seven is. and five. The only reason why we're seven and five is because we had a shit, you know, schedule in the beginning, and Mike Vrabel ha- has kept his head above water for the sole purpose of how bad John Robinson has ruined this team. And we will get there eventually. But getting into Ryan Tannehill now, 14 of 22, 141. He had 30. He was leading rusher for Christ's sakes with 34 yards. Uh, the guy did whatever he had to do. You know, I'm going with Vin with this, a solid B. I mean, the throw to um, to Burks in the end zone was a dart. I mean, he laid him out there uh, to dry a little bit. But it, w- it was a terrible hit by the safety. But, you know, the guy has shit to throw through. I mean, we say it every week. We've been saying it for the latter past of, you know, a year and a half now with Todd Downing. You know, two, two, uh, two offensive coordinators, the one offense coordinator you had in Arthur Smith, he was leading the league in passer rating, touchdowns. He almost damn near threw 4,000 yards, and now he has uh, 2,000 yards. He can't get over even 15 touchdowns, you know. So Tannehill has not been the problem um, for this, the, the struggles on offense. You know, it it's goes down to, uh, you know, production and uh, the lack of uh, skill players we have. Yeah. No, I hit the nail on the head. Listen. <laughs> I'm not blaming Ryan Tannehill anymore for any of this. I mean, it's 
And for exactly Until that's the reaction. Do it. That's listen, I, I get it. That's how you know. For me to say this, <laughs> one of his biggest critics, you know it's bad. It's bad. I mean, for fuck's sake, this guy's running for his life on every play. And you know who he's running to? Nick Westbrook Aquina and fucking Cody Hollister, aka Billy Ray Cyrus. I mean, what what do we expect this guy to do? You could have uh you could have a, a, a perfect quarterback body, Michael Vick's legs, Patrick Mahomes' arms, uh, you know, Josh Allen's size, everything in between. They're not doing shit when you have guys that shouldn't even be on an NFL roster to throw to. It's never gonna that's just not how that works. Um, and you know, we see a guy finally that can get some separation in Burks, and what happens? Those fucking scumbags down there, no offense, Vin. Um, he catches the ball and they just decide to go fucking head hunting and they took him out of the game. And no, honestly, they could have maybe made some noise if he was still in the game. Who knows? The game, it was a game until, until yeah. the third quarter. Yeah. So, you know, seven, uh, seven then. Yeah. Uh, it's just, um, I'm not, I'm not blaming 17 anymore. My grade for him is a B, you know, uh, he made a couple runs when necessary and whatever the case may be, but um yeah my days of of criticizing Tannehill, you know outside the playoff game which i can none of us should ever let go um and then the one before that and the one before that to be completely honest because he was fucking ghost really his whole career in tennessee in the playoffs but anyway i digress um yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fry him much more uh so let's 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 just dive right into the the biggest news the titans have had I can't tell you since maybe the benching of Mariota, maybe, and I, I think this tops that. Um, John Robinson is no longer the general manager of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, right now, some guy whose name I forget is the interim guy. He was like J-Rob's fucking coffee getter. I don't know who he is, but he's going to be the one taking over for now. I don't foresee him really having any real control. I think it's going to be Vrabel's decisions from here on out, and then we'll see what happens in the offseason. But... Um, what are your guys' initial reactions? Uh, I'll, I'll let both of you go first, as always. Jarrett. Listen, I just want to say thank you to John Robinson for what he has done for this team because he has turned this franchise around. Um, he's made some huge acquisitions, and he had some huge misses uh, in recent drafts and even free agency. Um, before John Robinson came here, it, we were 41 and uh, 71, I believe. And with him, we're going to have five playoff appearances coming into this year. And we're no have, losing seasons. And we're going to have three division titles back to back to back. And he went 66 and 43. But the thing is consistency and trying to build something like, uh, like Amy said today, um, the mediocrity is no more for this team, which I love. And um, the swing and misses with, with Kevin Dodd and Isaiah Wilson and, um, Caleb Farley and Ray Dunes and, and all these other guys, um, even the, even the guys on the roster right now that, you know, with the cap, they're all, they're, these all guys are hurt. You know, we have no cap space and he, he is the one responsible for all of this, the roster building, Dennis Daly, all this other stuff. So from going from the top scoring offense in the league to, to the bottom, it all starts with roster building. It's all on him. So, uh, this was the writing on the wall for him, and especially after Sunday, after AJ, after the AJ trade, and um, the the fans flipping the bird to the box, our owner's box, at, at the stadium. You know, AJ going off um, was definitely the the straw that broke the camel's back with him, 
And uh, she, she, there was that relationship has been un, un, un prepared, whatever it is, uh, beyond prepared, um, because she, she, she wanted to give Rabel the keys a long time ago. And uh, what you said with this guy, Ryan, whoever's taking over, Ryan Cowden, uh, Cowden. I see him as going to be the GM going forward, but it's going to be like a Parcells and Belichick deal where Vrabel has all hands on deck and it's all his decisions uh, from here on out going forward. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I want to echo a few of Jared's sentiments there. Definitely had to say thanks to the guy because we were the jokes of the league for a while. I mean, there were some dark times in there. I mean, a- after, you know, that first generation of Titans went, we were uh, bad besides the one year we went 13-3 with Kerry Collins randomly. Um, and, uh, you know, he we hired – Miss Amy hired him. He hired Rabel. And, um, you know, we've changed the identity of our team, which is what you have to be thankful for. And I can always appreciate a guy who I think – uh, has balls. And regardless of what we want to say about him, the guy had balls, was never afraid to make a move. And that even, even that's in regards to the AJ thing, it's a bold move. And guess what? It didn't work out, but he went after Julio and we got him. It didn't work out. Um, he made signings and free agency when we needed them. Some worked out, some didn't. Um, but the guy was never afraid to make a move. And I truly believe without him in that era of Titans of, you know, him, Mariota, um, those are guys that, you know, helped change the culture and uh, made us relevant. So that being said, it's OK to thank him and move on, want to move on at the same time. Uh, Buck Reesing had, a, you know, hit the nail on the head today and tweeted, John Robinson got the Titans to a point and failed to sustain. Moving on from him is the correct decision. You can be grateful for his work here and also be ready to move on, which I think is the perfect way to put it. Because, listen, we uh, we could have won a title the last few years and um, we wouldn't have been able to do that without him. But the recent, you know, failures have been too much to overcome. And AJ was the straw that broke the camel's back and his performance was the one that, you know, snapped that one piece of straw in half on Sunday. Um, I do think Vrabel will be uh, maybe not the official GM going forward, but I think a lot of power going forward. I don't think we're going to want to hire a, a no. known GM who's been in the league, who wants to put his print on the team. Mike Vrabel's print is the one who matters most, I think, in our eyes, Miss Amy's eyes. So we might give some guy a title. Um, but it's going to be Vrabel who makes the decisions going forward. Um, I almost think it probably was a Vrabel or John Robinson situation. And Miss Amy, uh, I think, and I know you guys think, chose correctly. And going forward, I think for the next few years at least, we're going to see what um, all of Vrabel's decisions can do for us because I think he's going to have the power going forward. But you got to say thanks to the guy because he looked, made us relevant we were a fucking joke we were the browns we were the jets we were the lions we were just as fucking bad as them. um and he made that trade with uh the rams and which led us to getting derrick henry which led us to our identity change so you know gotta thank him for that but it's okay to uh want to move on as well and he will get a job elsewhere who knows if he'll take a year off and wait on a job that he might want but 
he definitely will get another job. But I'm excited to go forward. I think uh, this will light a fire, like Sal said in his video earlier, um, under our team's ass and give us some juice. Um, and it's what we needed at the at the moment more than anything else is a little maybe kicking the fucking ass. So yeah, no, I agree. I um, so, agree. so Salvatore, if there's anything else left to say, <laughs> have at it. No, I mean, listen, I said a lot on Twitter. I, I put a video up and luckily I, um, I'm grateful that a lot of people agreed with what I had to say. So I'm not going to sound like too much of a broken record here. But um, bottom line is, if you're confused as to why this happened today, you just got to look at a couple things. First of all, you look at the depth this team's had over the past couple of years. It's been atrocious from top to bottom on both sides of the football. Uh, you look at who he's allowed to continue to call plays, whether that be Todd Downing. Well. That's really where it starts and ends right there. He's been the biggest culprit of why this team's had no success. So he allowed that to continue to happen. Uh, you look at his draft record, first-round draft record. is nothing to write home about. Yeah, he's had some good picks. But if you're asking me as far as his draft, what his, his draft class has been as a whole, it's been basically breaking even. And that's not going to win you any titles breaking even. I wouldn't, so. even say, I wouldn't even say that. Yeah, no. I mean, you know, a lot. most of his hits have been third round and on. So, I mean, yeah. you know. That that says more about, you know, the fact that he's getting lucky on some of his coin flip picks. But um, you look at that and then you look at the biggest thing. And I think this had such a huge bearing on what happened today. Whether Amy Adams had any idea about the A.J. Brown trade or not, um, the bottom line is the whole organization knows that it was an epic, epic, epic mistake. Biggest um, mistake of franchise yeah. history. And then, and then for, for it to happen, a few days removed from his welcome home, uh, I think it says it all right there. Absolutely and then does. I said this earlier as well. There's a video of um, John Robinson and AJ Brown hugging, dapping up. He gave him the old pop slap on the lower gut. Um, I think that might've rubbed her the wrong way. I really do. I mean, my dad is under the impression that this was probably brewing for a while. I think so too. Um, which yeah. could have been, could have very well been the case. But it could have been brewing for a while to happen at the end of the year, considering this is a first-place team in the AFC South and going to get a home playoff game and very injured. Um, or it could have been something that was somebody was fed up and that somebody was a female that who owns the team. So um, who knows? It's anyone's guess, but the bottom line is he's gone. This team needs a new identity, and it's going to start with the general manager. Who that guy is going to be moving forward is anyone's guess, but um, I'm excited. This is the start of the rest of our franchise's history starting tomorrow. So um, I'm excited to see what what's to come. Whoever is going to be in charge to see what kind of moves they're going to make. We got to find anyone that can play fucking left tackle better than the guy. This guy brought these, the guys, this guy brought in, they were epic disasters on all levels. Hopefully, you know, uh, Cowden, whatever the fuck, however you pronounce his name, he, he might be a better, have a better eye for talent than um, uh, John Robinson. but. We'll see. We'll see. There's a lot to to be desired as far as the needs of this football team. And we're going to have a new face to, to put some more things in place. So um, that's about it as far as that's concerned, in my opinion. It's good riddance. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for getting us out of the gutter. But also good riddance because you ruined our chances of winning a title, in my opinion, with the moves that you made at the top of the charts uh, when it comes to you know position players and coaching and whatever the fuck else. So Moving on to the Jacksonville matchup we have coming up. Must win. Must, must win because those Jags are lingering around, even though they got decimated by Detroit. Um, 
what do we think about that game? Score predictions, fellas. Jarrett. Um, like I said, it's must it's a must-win game. Score predictions. I'm definitely gonna go maybe I want to go above 20, but I don't know if we're gonna do it. But I think I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> Even though you guys say I should pick them to lose, I think they're I think we're gonna win 23 um 13 this week. Vin? Um, yeah, well, obviously Stevie Wonder could see this is a fucking must win. Yeah. Um, although if you want to look into a good conspiracy theory, Stevie Wonder is not blind. But anyways, I digress. Uh <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a must win. Uh, who knows if Lawrence is going to play or not. Even if he does, there's no excuse to uh, lose this game. Um, do we make any game easy? No. Um, but I do think historically we've handled this team, especially the last few years. We know what's at stake. We probably have a little bit of fire under our ass um, after what happened today. So I'm going to say we win this game 24 to 14. 24 to 14. I think that's incredibly realistic. Um, that's bearing Traylon Burks comes back because without him, I don't know where it's coming from. Don't forget Jacksonville's defense, even though they shit the bed last week, certainly one to, to respect. So, um, the blueprints there, how to beat this team, stack the box, make them throw to nobody. And that's how you win. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully our, our, uh, first round star in the making is available to play and nobody takes any more cheap shots at his head. Um, my score prediction is going to be 24, 21, Tennessee, right? So three touchdowns. That's obviously our limit as it stands right now. As long as this drunk piece of shit has a headset on, headset on three touchdowns is like the maximum we can score. So 20, 24, 21 with a field goal mixed in there. And that's it. I mean, you know, since we have a new GM, I don't know, maybe they would tell Downing, listen, you got to shake shit up or you're fucking done. Hopefully that happens because uh, we'll know pretty quickly if this offense is going to be continuously stagnant or they're going to con- try to make something different. If they're going to try to change their identity that firing a GM would make you assume they were going to try to do, then we'll find out on Sunday if, if that's what their plan is. But um, 24-21. And let's see what let's see what happens. We we got a new face of the team, and we got a lot to look forward to. Hopefully, and it's gonna it's gonna all start on Sunday. So, um, is there anything else the two of you want to add before we uh, close out for the night? No, I just hope it, uh, this team has a spark on their ass now, and uh, everyone's held accountable. Obviously, at the highest standard, what she just did, you know, firing the GM. So, hopefully, going forward for the rest of this year, everyone's hold, held accountable. That's it, Vincent. That's it for me. Um, you know, must win Sunday. God help us if, God forbid, it doesn't go our way. Because uh, if we thought the sky was falling now, it's going to push us all the oh way down God. to the deepest depths of the fucking abyss of the underworld if it doesn't work out this week. So let's yeah. just fucking please turn it around, get a win, especially against a team you're supposed to beat, who's, you know, quarterback. Uh, might not even be playing. So that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Didn't look good. And they don't have much to gain at this point. So I think they'd be wise to at least rest him a week or so if they even want to bring him back at all. But Dougie P uh, doesn't really care. He's uh, kind of all in at all times. So we'll see, yeah. though. Definitely got to win the game. But uh, that's it for me. Yeah. Last thing to think about, just for the sake of discussion, Tennessee does lose to the Jags. Is that the final nail in the coffin to get Downing out? 
Should have yes. been done already. Yeah, I thought it was coming today. Like you know. So I mean, I guess we can call this a win-win, right? Actually, I, I, if that if that is the case, then I would fucking want them to get blown out. Really, I really. If that's what would do it, get blown yeah, out. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Get um, blown out. I mean, the game. The game is only going to matter if we drop two to Jacksonville, and then. Yeah. Lose to the Cowboys and I mean the Chargers. If we go one and four for the rest of the year. That's the only way this team's not getting a home field playoff game. So if yeah. getting blown out against Jacksonville gets this piece of fucking dog shit off of our team, then get blown out. But otherwise, make a change to the offense or get rid of them. Stop being content with this garbage, uncreative bullshit. And that's all I got to say to that. But um, we will put him uh, in the bathroom. Put down yeah. and in the bathroom and throw away <laughs> the key. Throw away the fucking key. Um, but that's it. We're going to wrap up as always, as I always do every week. I forget to say this shit in the beginning, but I'm going to say it now. If you were kind enough to watch to the end, uh, make sure you like, subscribe, share, uh, let all your friends know. We got some things in the works we're going to be talking about soon, most likely. So stay tuned. Um, and that's it. As always, tighten up. Tighten up. Good riddance, Mr. Robinson. <laughs>